Hey y'all, I'm Melanie Red, and I want to welcome you to Ordinary Women, Extraordinary God. We are part of the Love We're Finding family, and we're here to encourage you to laugh without fear of the future. Today, let's talk about trouble. All of us have trouble and troubles. Most of us think we have more trouble than we really have, and most of us think we have more trouble than anybody else has. However, few of us, perhaps none, have ever had the trouble that a man named Job had. And in the midst of his troubles and his sorrows, he makes an incredible statement. He says in Job thirteen fifteen, Though he slay me, yet I will trust him in speaking of Jehovah God. We know that God is necessary, and we know that we really can't live without him. But we still often wonder, is God enough? We all know that God brings blessings, but we also have to admit that God allows troubles. So the great question today is this. Can God be trusted with our troubles? Let's do just a little background. Who was Job? Job was a man who lived in the land of Uz. He was righteous, upright, God-fearing, and a man who turned away from evil. Job had seven sons and three daughters and almost limitless wealth. He was one of the greatest men living in his day. But the devil was suspicious of Job's motives. The devil said that Job was only serving God because God had been so good to him. In fact, the devil said that God had bribed Job and bought him off. And the devil also said that God had set a hedge of protection around Job and blessed him in every way imaginable. So Satan threw out a challenge into the face of God. In Job 1.11, we read the challenge. Satan said to God, stretch out your hand and touch all that he has and he will surely curse you to your face. Essentially, Satan was saying, God, he doesn't really love you. He doesn't really care about you. He's not really trusting you. Just let me through that hedge to give him some real problems. And then we read in Scripture, God gave Satan permission. Satan plunged Job into darkness, causing him unthinkable loss and suffering and pain. Now, I want to put a little caveat in here. It's interesting because this past weekend I was with some teenage girls and we were talking about this very issue. And I told them about one of my seminary professors, Dr. Kirk Kilpatrick, who taught us this when we were studying the book of Job. He said, God is in charge of the hedges around our lives, the hedges of protection. And he said, God's in the hedges with us. And sometimes he will allow the hedges to be moved back and he'll let Satan and trouble and issues and darkness into the hedges, but he stays in with us. And so let's talk a little bit about Job's story and see what we can learn from this. Perhaps you've heard the story before and you really can relate to Job's life. And for this devotional, I want to ask you three questions. If you can answer yes to all three of these questions, You have the same kind of faith that Job had. These thought-provoking questions actually come from a sermon preached by Pastor Adrian Rogers, and I think we will be both challenged and encouraged by the questions that he posed. Here's question one. Can God be trusted when you and I are submerged in suffering? Job lost everything. He lost his family, his finances, his fitness, and his health. In fact, he was covered from the top of his head to the soles of his feet with huge ulcers and boils that racked his body with fever and pain. At one point, he went out to a dump heap to scrape away those things that were hurting him with a broken piece of pottery. And as he was in the middle of his suffering, 
His friends came to see him, and they told him that his suffering was the result of some secret sin in his life. He lost everything, even his reputation for righteousness. But listen, in the middle of all that, we read that Job praised God. It makes no sense. Can you and I do that? You know, I think sometimes we think faith is the way to get out of suffering. But actually, faith may more appropriately be a way to endure the suffering in our lives. So I wonder today, are you submerged in some suffering? Some of you are dealing with an unfaithful spouse or some great hurt in your marriage or a close friendship. Some of you are hurting over a wayward child or a grandchild. It may be that you're dealing today with a health issue like cancer. It could be that you have something else painful going on in your life. Or perhaps today you're just extremely lonely and discouraged. No matter what is going on in your world today, can I encourage you with this? Look up to heaven and praise God just because he's God. Turn up the worship music. Read praise verses. Tell God you still love him no matter how much your world hurts today. I've got a podcast that I recorded that's all about worshiping God no matter what's going on in our lives. And I'll link it in the show notes because I think it might encourage some of you today. Here's the first question. Can God be trusted even when we're submerged in suffering? Let's think about a second question. Can God be trusted when you're forsaken by your friends? Now, I think this one's tough, really tough. Job had three friends who were supposed to be his best friends, his comforters, his prayer partners. Instead, if you read in the story, all they did was give him platitudes and criticize him. Job cries out in Job nineteen fourteen. He said, my relatives have failed and my close friends have forgotten me. Can you trust God when you're forsaken or forgotten by your friends? Are you going through it right now? Has your husband forsaken you? Have your children or your grandchildren abandoned you? Have your coworkers left you out? Has a trusted friend turned on you? Even when our closest people forsake us, we can still trust God. In fact, I can tell you from my own life and from the testimony of so many other people that I respect that this is true. Sometimes when we are most forsaken by others, we experience the nearness of God as powerfully and as real as we ever have before. In fact, the pain of rejection by other people often presses us into the arms of God. Have you experienced this? I have. It's a very real thing. Now, there's a final question, and it's this. Can God be trusted when you're dismayed by the darkness? God allowed Job to be tested. He didn't do this to prove that Job would fail. In fact, I love this part. God allowed this to prove that Job would not lose his faith and give up on God. You and I know the outcome of the story, but you know, Job didn't know all about this at the time. He didn't have the book of Job. Have you ever thought about that? Job didn't understand all that was happening to him as it was happening. He was just in the darkness, and he did not have a clue what was going on. It's possible you've been there before, too. But during all this, Job thought God owed him some answers, and God let him keep walking in darkness. In fact, God didn't answer Job for a long time. No explanations, no reasons. Nothing was shared with Job for a long season about all of his pain. Heaven was quiet. And when God finally did answer Job, he didn't have an answer to any of Job's questions. Instead, God just said, I'm God, I'm almighty, I'm sovereign, I'm sufficient, I'm enough. And Job got on his face and responded with humility, reverence, and praise. 
In fact, Job bowed down and worshiped God even when he didn't have a clue what was going on or why it was happening. I know for many of us, we'd like to understand, but sometimes we're just not going to understand. Sometimes it's just going to be dark. And when it's dark, will we still trust God? These are hard questions, but I have to think about them and ask them to you today as well. Can we trust God even in the middle of the darkness? Can we trust in the name of our Lord and rely on our God? As I close today, I want to remind you we all have trouble, and we all have troubles, all of us. And today, if you find yourself in the middle of a troubling season, I want to encourage you to look for the treasures. What do I mean? (laughs) It's kind of a funny thing to suggest, but there's a wonderful little verse tucked away in Isaiah 45, verse 3. It says this, And I will give you treasures hidden in the darkness, secret riches. I will do this so that you will know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, the one who calls you by name. What if today you ask God to show you the treasures in the darkness, the secret riches that can be found in this season of your life? What might these be? Listen, trouble will take us deeper than we've ever been with God. We will dig deeper in our spiritual life. Trouble also will make you pray with more passion and fervor. None of us pray like we do when we're going through a dark season. You know, when the darkness comes, we study the Bible, and we find things in Scripture we never found before. Another treasure of darkness is we gain insight and compassion and wisdom that we never had before we went through the dark season. We also learn to seek guidance from people who love Jesus, and we learn from people who've also walked through dark seasons. Basically, one of the greatest riches that we get from the darkness is we become more like Jesus, who greatly suffered for us. Now, let me give you a great example of this. I have some friends, Sherry and Larry, and they like to deep sea dive. And what they've told me when they go on these dives, they put the tanks on and the mask and the flippers and they go deep. And they said, the treasures and the most beautiful things to see are down where it's coldest, darkest, and deepest. And this is the way they put it. They said, to get to the treasures, you have to dive deep. So today I want to encourage you to dive deep with the Lord Jesus. Invite him to show you some beautiful treasures and some riches as you are plunged into the depths of trouble. I have a good friend who went through a really tough battle with cancer, and she's now in remission. But in talking to her, she told me this. She said she was encouraged because she experienced God in fresh, new, and amazing ways. God walked with her and understood what she was going through when none of the rest of us really could. We didn't know what to say. We didn't know how to respond. But she said she learned to trust God more, and she found him to be real in the darkness of the cancer. You and I can do this as well. I love this quote from Adrian Rogers. He said this. He said, you will never learn that God is all you need until God is all you have. So let me repeat those three questions as we finish up. First, can God be trusted when you and I are submerged in suffering? Second, can God be trusted when we are forsaken by our friends? And third, can God be trusted when we are dismayed by the darkness? I pray for you and for me that we can answer all of those questions with a yes, even if a hard yes is all we can give. The words to an old hymn come to mind. Maybe you know it. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I proved him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. 
oh, for grace to trust Him more. As we close, here's my prayer for you and for me today. Lord, would you give us the incredible grace to trust you more? We want to trust you more. Help us, Jesus. That is our prayer. We pray this in your precious name. Amen. As we go, can I ask three quick favors? Can you leave us a review? Reviews are so important to this ministry. And if you'll leave us a review, just hit those three dots and go over and leave a rating or review. And if you'll leave a review and send me a picture or a screenshot of that review, I'll send you a free gift in the mail. Second, would you tell somebody about our ministry? Let your friends and family and coworkers know where they can find this inspiration and encouragement. And finally, talk to us. Send us an email, a comment, or a direct message. Share an idea or a prayer request. We'd love to hear from you. And remember as we go today, we are ordinary women pursuing an extraordinary God who dearly loves us. And in Him, you and I can face the future without fear, no matter what may be in the future.